1: Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley show. Uh waiting for State Senator Jerry Serino to join us. While we do that, uh here you go, Alan. I'm going to I'm going to share it right now. You ready? This was created by the man behind the glass, Alan Rogers. Alan, I'm going to play your 32nd right now. Here we go.
0: 5 PM. Tune in oh, to Oh, hold on. The hold on. Report. Hold on. Beginning Monday, March 4th at 5 p.m., tune in to The Windsor Report with Jack Windsor. Central Ohio's top drivetime show on politics, policies, and personalities, shaping them statewide and across America. Then Saturday mornings from 6 to 8, it's The Windsor Review, a replay of the best of the week's shows. The Windsor Report and The Windsor Review with Jack Windsor. Beginning Monday, March 4th, a near station for news,
1: opinion, and passion. 98.9 FM, The Answer.
2: That's not me voicing
1: that. <laughs> no, but she put it together. Yeah. Yeah, I know no, it's like um, remind us who the voice is if you're able to. His am name's
2: I, His name's Lonnie. I won't give his last name, but he's our national voice guy. He's yeah. awesome. Awesome to work with. Eddie's got a great voice. Yeah. I want to be him when I grow up.
1: Whitney loved it. She was like that guy's fantastic. Yeah. I'm like what like. am I? Chop liver? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, Lonnie's awesome. He's got that big big booming voice.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. He does all our imaging work.
1: Super fantastic. So there it is. Uh, March 4th is the premiere, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. in the coveted drive-time spot Columbus, Ohio, the Windsor Report, people, politics, and personalities shaping both here in the Buckeye State and around the country. Uh, It's going to be what I think it's been here, as I filled in for Bruce Hooley, which is guest rich. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I don't want to pretend to be the smartest guy in the room. You have questions. You have concerns. You want insight. So we're going to bring the people to you that have the answers, that can give you the insight, that can speak the language about things in a way that is meaningful. So, you know, at the end of the day, my mission from here on out is really simple. I want what we do to make a difference in your life. You're out working hard. You're raising your kids. You're bringing in the money. You're involved in your community, and you need accurate, fact-based, trustworthy information upon which you can make your decisions. That's what we're going to deliver. That's what the Windsor Report is about. And uh, by the way, there are still opportunities to sponsor that. So if you are interested in partnering, by the way, the outreach has been overwhelming. A lot of people are interested. Jack.Windsor at TheOhioPressNetwork.com. Jack.Windsor at TheOhioPressNetwork.com. Send me a Send me a message. We'll set up a phone call if you want to partner. Because listen, Alan, and I know you got something to say. We are in this time. Dan Bongino said it. We've got to gut the government. We have to support each other. We have to align with people who are willing to stand up and fight for this republic. People and their ideas, people who have businesses, people who have nonprofit organizations that are bent on defending what our founding fathers built. And what has made this country the greatest in the history of the world?
2: I think the swamp has grown into an ocean.
1: Yeah. Hasn't it?
2: I, I, and it's been that way for a while. I know it's kind of cool to say it's draining the swamp. This is an ocean of corruption. Of They don't care. They just... I don't know if they have naked pictures of these people and the, the elected officials and stuff like that. Why they just go up there to just not even... They just don't care anymore. They may have when they got elected, some of them, many of them. But then you get into Washington, that swamp, and it becomes an ocean. And it's just so deep. Well, Mariana Trench of
1: politics. And this is why I am so perturbed at Jason Stevens, which, by the way, Jason, I'm still waiting for you to return my phone call and respond to my email messages. Jason Stevens is not. The creator of this, Larry Householder did this, Larry Householder, and and it's not new to even politics at the state level, but, but Larry Householder did it on a large scale. He partnered with Democrats in order to become speaker, and he wanted to become speaker because he wanted to push through legislation that his corporate sponsors, First Energy, wanted him to push through. That didn't work out well for
2: him. No, it did not. <laughs> a little thing called corruption. <laughs> or
1: Matt Borges, right? But Jason Stevens did the same thing. He he used, the, he used the playbook to partner with Allison Russo and the Democrats, and he had Jay Edwards, who was uh, Larry Householder's right-hand man, running point on his cabal along with John Cross. And so what we've done is we have created a co-opted speakership in a state where Republicans represent a supermajority. In the Ohio House, we have a speaker and leadership that has allowed the radical ideology of Democrats to reign and grow when it should have been snuffed out.
2: My question always has been, what's the end game? What's the point of that? Is it just money and power? What What other reasons would you, quote unquote, compromise what you say you are to go to bed with people who... Quite frankly, I wouldn't trust for nothing. And I know I'm sounding like a hick, but I am. I don't get it. What's the point of all that? What are Alan, they getting out of it?
1: Alan, there's nothing new under the sun. It's it's Judas. It's thirty thirty pieces because of, of silver. Power and money. Power and money. I mean, the people who were members of the cabal that turned their backs, lied to the caucus, turned their backs on the caucus, and voted for Jason Stevens, they were given committee assignments they were their their pay increased by five or ten thousand dollars and you go well that's not a lot of money well no but it also gave them influence on committees and when you have influence on committees you also curry favor in your local community with businesses so they are now in positions of power prestige and privilege and that's what it's about and that's what happens when you invite the swamp or the ocean as you call it into the state house but let's make no mistake about it for a long time ohio has been pay to play it has been pay to play and um, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this, and I know you'll want to weigh in on it, Alan. Adam talked about it last segment about not relenting, not rolling over, not ignoring what has been done, because you have to hold people accountable at the ballot box. That one of the people we should have held accountable was Governor Mike DeWine. Ohio Democratic legislative leaders are now calling for a federal probe into his administration, <laughs> and I say, "Welcome to the party."
2: Pot calling the kettle black.
1: <laughs> so here's the strange bedfellows politics, right? Yeah. Can make. Uh, I agree with you, but they want the investigation because of House Bill Six and First Energy, and I say. Hey, let's look over here at big pharma like Pfizer. Let's look at the medical industrial complex who has captured Mike DeWine to the level that he vetoed House Bill 68 and wanted it to be okay for kids to go on puberty blockers and cross sex hormones and then tried to save face by saying, but I'm going to outlaw surgeries. Um, I'm a little smarter than that, Mike. I recognize that once they go on drugs, it's inevitable that they're going to have the surgeries, you're just deferring the cash flow for a couple of years, you bonehead. So I want that. I want the, the, the overreach of the government and the ties to Anthony Fauci when those emails were released. I want uh, all of it. But now the Democrats want it because they don't like House Bill 6.
2: Yeah, well, I, like I said, that's pot calling the kettle black. I mean, come on. I, this is just, it's dirty all the way around. And it's no wonder the average guy like me sits there and goes, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to, I, you, you people are just crazy. You're crazy. And you're drunk on power. And it is both sides of the aisle. And I don't, what is your ultimate end game? You're going to end up, you're going to die. So what do you got? What's that power going to do for you when you're dead? I mean, are you living for the now? And it's, you know, maybe get biblical on this, but it's like, there's an eternity to, that you're going to have to, uh, uh, what am I working for, word I'm looking for, you're going to have to account for. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm fumbling because it's hard to... Because un- you're frustrated. It's very frustrating. And to me, it's so simplistic. It's, and, and it's not, they want to complicate the simple. And I think that's on purpose too.
1: It's Overwhelm like, the system.
2: Yeah. 100%. And when it comes comes to money and budgets and things like that, I live on a budget, a very strict one. And when I'm out of money, I'm out of money. You know, end of story. I can't print more. I can't steal from this pot to this pot. I I, I have one, you know.
1: (laughs) Nikki Antonio said, we respectfully ask for your assistance uh, looking into questionable practices and circumstances at the highest level of state government for all root out corruption that continues to cost Uh, Ohio taxpayers. So the the Democrats are worried about Ohio taxpayers. And I say, Democrats, why aren't you worried about issue one that passed that allows abortion to birth for matters of convenience, that allows parental rights to potentially be stripped so that kids can have abortions and they can be gender mutilated and transitioned? And oh, by the way, uh, money that funded that came from a Swiss billionaire who is a foreign national. The
2: party There's a party all about the children. They're all about the children killing
1: them and profiting from them and then crying like they really care about them. How do I really feel? How do you really feel, Alan? Okay. Hey, last segment's next. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Rounding third and heading home into the final segment today of the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley. I'm editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. I'm going to tell you to get over there right now, theohiopressnetwork.com. The headline is Bill to Ban Foreign Money in Ohio Ballot Issues Moves Ahead. And it's a bill uh, that is based on a story that we broke in August. Swiss billionaire progressive dark money groups bankrolling opposition to Ohio issue one. You'll remember issue one was the the ballot measure aimed at requiring 60 percent statewide approval to amend the state constitution. Well, millions of dollars came in from all over. We were able to tie two and a half million of that back to a Swiss foreign national billionaire. And uh, we're going to bring in State Senator Jerry Serino right now to talk about that. He's a Republican from Kirtland. And uh, Senator Serino, welcome back. How are you this afternoon, sir?
3: I'm great, Jack. Uh, Pleasure to be with you again.
1: Absolutely. So we'll talk about this first, and then I want to get an update on Senate Bill 83. But uh, some alarming stuff that we uncovered. Nobody else in the press wanted to talk about it. Uh, but the in effort to keep the our threshold low was bankrolled by progressive dark money. And then the effort to pass the radical issue one constitutional amendment bankrolled by the same group of people. What can you tell us about what's going on in the Senate now with respect to Senate Bill 215 and 137?
3: Well, uh, that's a great question, Jackie. And, and you know, look, we, we propose this because we we are all about protecting the Constitution in Ohio uh, and. And, you know, we've seen this time and time again, and and this is why we wanted the 60 percent threshold like so many other states have, uh, where we make it a little bit more difficult uh, for outside groups particularly to come in uh, to the state of Ohio, either outside of the U.S. or outside of the state of Ohio, uh, who are looking to – since they can't get legislation done through revised code through the normal legislative process – is they come and put issues on the ballot, and and take them to a vote in the in the entire state, and what's happening is that that these this dark money this this money coming from other sources, um, uh, you know is 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 attempting to tell Ohioans how they should run their state and what should what the Ohio Constitution should include. Uh, we are totally against that. We unfortunately lost the 60% threshold uh, issue during the summer. Mm -hmm. But there are other things that we can do, and this bill is one of those things.
1: And so to really just keep it on a simple level, this would – I mean I believe there are already rules about money that can be contributed to certain candidates for elected office. But this would get into ballot initiatives. So this would essentially put a wall up and say "You you can't spend foreign money in the state of Ohio to try to influence voters on these ballot initiatives. Is that correct?
3: That, that, that is a correct reading of, 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 what our intent is, I believe. Uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's a, it's a good bill. Everybody should sign up for this because when you think about it on the political spectrum, uh, Jack, this could go either way. Uh, and so there really should be bipartisan support for this bill. Uh, because again, it, 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 it might be something that might help, uh, conservatives at the, at this time, but, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, it could be, uh, something that would 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 be um, uh, an important strategy for even for people on the other side of the spectrum, so we we really the, the the major theme here is let's protect our constitution from influence significant and substantial influence from people outside of the united states this this should not be the case
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. one of the questions I often get from listeners and readers at the Ohio press network is do you think Republicans will try this 60% threshold again? Is that a, a hill that you're going to try to climb again, or are there other efforts like this and maybe other things down the road that you're going to do to combat uh, the infringement of our, our Constitution?
3: Well, I certainly wouldn't preclude it from you know coming up again. I, I, I don't think it's something that's going to be in the near offing, uh, to be honest with you, but uh, I do think it certainly could come up again. And I think what, you know, it's a complicated process. And I think there might be some things we might do differently if we were to bring this up again. Uh, And that is making some of the other changes that we had in the uh, ballot initiative that either confused voters uh, and or gave our opposition some things to pick on uh, that were really off the main focus of the the initiative. So I I think if we were to see it again, it it might be a little bit different. The 60 percent threshold wouldn't change, I don't believe. I certainly wouldn't want it to change. But some of the related issues that we had, uh, along with the 60% threshold, uh, in terms of how many counties had to participate right. uh, in the in the uh, um, the signature process and that sort of thing, I suppose we might do some things differently in those areas. But the 60% threshold is, we think, a viable objective uh, to adequately protect the Ohio Constitution from from significant outside influence
1: speaking. And I'm here, here I'm with you on that. Speaking of protecting from outside influence, we've got a couple of minutes here and uh, I want to make sure that we readdress Senate bill 83, which is designed to protect our institutions from really political war games right now. uh, I believe, and I think you believe based on talking with universities for years now that we need Mm -hmm. to reshuffle the deck and do things differently. Uh, Where is Senate Bill 83, the last session of the Ohio House? Jason Stevens failed to bring it to the floor despite, I believe, 30 Republicans trying to do so. I believe there was even a discharge uh, petition. Do you think after this primary election, um, as you get back to business, that this will get over the finish line?
3: Um, I'm hoping so, uh, Jack. I I think even though the 30 signatures were sort of spontaneously arrived at uh, before their session, uh, you know, you need 50 to do a discharge pe- petition. Um, I know we have in excess of 55 votes. Okay. Um, I have talked with, I've been working the house reps very, very significantly for the last several months uh, on this bill. Uh, and we, we have in excess of 55 votes. So if it gets to the floor, it will pass. Um, and in, and I'm hoping that the next time in April, unfortunately, it's going to be a while it's when the house gets back together that, uh, the speaker will see that this is a good bill, which I know he thinks it is. He told me he thought it was a good bill and a priority bill when I met with him. And, and so we're just looking forward to get on the floor and, and, and let's have an up or down vote. I believe it's going to be an up vote. Um, this is, this bill has gotten so much misunderstanding and purposeful misinterpretation by those opposed to it. Uh, unlike I've seen in my almost four years now uh, in the Senate. And, you know, the, this bill has been accused of doing all kinds of things, restricting speech, restricting academic freedom. It actually does the opposite of those things. Uh, some people have accused it of, be, of being against tenure. It is not against tenure. It is puts a, a post-tenure review process in place that's uniform throughout the state. So there have been so many mis- misunderstandings on this bill, I think, a lot of the opponents have not even read the bill or studied it very much. I know from my conversations with opponents, they clearly have not read the bill. Uh, and I think, you know, even the IUC, the uh, university, the 14 universities, uh, it's, uh, state-controlled universities in Ohio, they have taken a neutral position on the bill. So they are not opposed to the bill. Um, I think they, in, in an enlightened time, I think they would be proponents of the bill, but getting them to be is actually a pretty significant thing. Uh, and so I'm you know we are not relenting on our push to get this bill passed. Um, and I'm hopeful that the speaker will will take this up in, in April. Ohio has an opportunity with this bill to lead the country in, um, in higher education reform. And we should not pass up that opportunity instead of Ohio always being sort of in the middle compared to other states on so many issues we have a chance to be in the upper, uh, upper segment of states relative to the ability to reform how higher, higher education is delivered uh, to students in the state of Ohio.
1: It is the Ohio Higher Education Enhancement Act, and Jerry Serino, Senator Jerry Serino, is the sponsor. Uh, Senator Serino, we'll have you back again soon. Thank you for giving us the legislative update today, sir. We really appreciate you.
3: My, my pleasure, Jack. Have a great weekend.
1: Hey, you as well. Uh, And by the way, you can go to legislature.ohio.gov, search Senate Bill 83, and it's right there. And when you scroll down, uh, you'll be able to see documents, go to analysis, and it spells it out for you. It's real simple. You can see what's in the bill, and then you don't have to believe the lying press. Hey, thanks for being with us today.